I got hurt, but help me MD and turn me back into a healthy MC. Welcome to Farms Not Farms Radio, Episode 7. We're here with Dr. B. And Dr. B is a veterinarian in the New Jersey area. He's actually very well recognized in the tri-state area. That's New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, as well as Pennsylvania. And uh, we're going to be talking about cannabis and your favorite animals. Hey, Dr. B, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Nice to be with you. Nice to have you. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule. I know every doctor that I know is incredibly busy, and um, it's really kind of you. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, you know, there's no shortage of of, of sickness, um, unfortunately. And yeah, so th- thank you for uh, being being a doctor of the people. I think that it goes without saying that anybody who spends our time caring for others, especially in this regard, obviously we're volunteering for this show. Though you know, it 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 helps our world flow better and and turn warmer, and and we feel more love. So thank you for contributing that to our world and um, for taking the time to help educate the masses so that we can learn more from your uh, experience applying cannabinoid therapy to the animals that come into your office. And thank you for what you do. You're helping to bring a very valuable, um, I, I want to say product, but really the better um, terminology would be invaluable herb that's been around for so long and uh, just rediscovered in uh, the United States and elsewhere. Um, but it's been around for thousands of years. And I remember in our acupuncture course, the Chinese herbology course, learning about how not only hemp, but also marijuana was felt to be the emperor of herbs and for the emperor of China to share that uh, the title with anything on earth was magnificent. Uh, so he felt that, um, I think it was marijuana that he was talking about, but, um, you know, there's similar, uh, factors and similar, um, properties, chemicals that are in the, um, the hemp plant that really offer incredible health benefits and, um, things that we can use as pet owners and as veterinarians. Absolutely. And just so everybody listening to this broadcast is clear, the hemp plant and the, the, the marijuana plant are the same plant. They're both cannabis sativa, and hemp is defined as 0.3% THC or less, and marijuana is anything with a THC content above that. Of course, many countries in the world subscribe to this notion, as does our country, and marijuana is generally demonized, and hemp is generally used in various forms, though marijuana is definitely, well, they're both the same plant. They're both great. And people are definitely often surprised when we talk about using cannabis with animals. And, you know, you would never think in the general term that, you know, that would be a good thing to give cannabis to your pet. Um, obviously, it's... Uh, in a controlled environment, and, you know, we have some experience doing it, and there's, there's considerations to, to, to pay attention to. So in your, in your practice, what kind of animals are you seeing on a regular basis? Well, mostly dogs and cats. Um, and, in fact, I've only really been using uh, the cannabis uh, oils uh, in dogs and cats at this point. But uh, I'm sure there will be other applications 
as time goes on. So are you applying uh, CBD to both dogs and cats? Mostly dogs. Okay. But, um, you know, CBD can be used for so many things in veterinary medicine, as it can in in humans too. Uh, But we have, you know, it it just seems to be unique and its ability Mm -hmm. to help anxiety cases. And we have so much of that in veterinary medicine. And being a holistic veterinarian, in fact, um, I was the uh, president of the American Holistic Veterinary Medical Association. And having, and really, um, I have so many contacts of people who, uh, and and the research elements, who really make it um, clear that emotions are an important part of treating almost every disease there is and is often at the basis of just about every malady in animals. So a lot of, a lot of the problems that we'll see uh, started out as an emotional imbalance and then proceeded to become, let's say, a, um, a physiological imbalance and then uh, later uh, you'd actually get physical changes in tissues but uh, at the very beginning was something that you really could reverse quite early. And so many of our pets, oh, I don't know if I should use the word are neurotic or psychotic or <laughs> this or that, but just often uncomfortable. And sure. by using CBD, we, I think that we are doing a magnificent job of helping to nip uh, diseases at, at the bud to really get it early and be able to um, uh, prevent a lot of diseases from progressing to physiological changes, etc. So it's a wonderful thing that uh, that we can do with CBD. Uh, and of course, that's only one of the many uses in animals. Uh, we also use it for seizure animal uh-huh. uh, to prevent seizures. Uh, we use it for um, nausea. We use it for um, improving appetite. We use it for so many for pain control, um, and you know it does have antioxidant properties, etc. But those are probably the most common uses, and the most common use is what I said right in the beginning for emotional support to help animals with anxiety issues. Indeed. So in terms of anxiety, obviously as, a, as an animal owner or as a pet owner, we want to make sure that we have a happy house and a happy animal. Let's say we're talking about a dog. You know, I know being a, a dog owner for many years that a tired dog is a happy dog, and that means that a dog is getting a lot of exercise. And more often than not, professionals who have a dog, and let's be honest, most Americans who are um, paying the bills are a professional. You have a job, you leave the house generally to work that job, and then you come back later and take care of the house and the responsibilities. So a lot of animals get to hang out around the house all day long and often are alone and sometimes even in a cage. Um, 
So when we're unable to truly give adequate exercise to our animal, then our animal has the ability to develop these anxious tendencies or, as Dr. B said, emotions that over time can compound into ultimately stressing the body enough, our cells enough to where we develop a dis-ease because we're no longer consistently at ease. And so I find that while words work for a reason, animals may not understand our specific word, though they do understand our frequency. And with that, the same thing goes for how we're registering information and the ingredients that we take in, in this case, cannabis, of course, with an adequate diet and hydration levels, then we'll be able to have the ability to have a higher threshold for stress to happen that it won't trigger us and to get, to get stressed. And so, especially with uh, seizure patients, I find, you know, that's what generally seizure, uh, seizure medications are doing. It, it allows the body to experience or the brain to experience more stress without it being triggered for a seizure. And I find that CBD or cannabis, depending on the dose or how it's made and all these things, it, it has the ability to give us more of a happy uh, transition through life. And Dr. Bob, if you listen to two episodes ago, talks about uh, how cannabis, our endocannabinoid system helps, has helped us through evolution and uh, stress-free transitions. So what, what do you think about that? I think you hit upon some really important and um, perceptive points that the stress in our environment and the lack of, of exercise really do contribute to uh, emotional imbalances and, and um, uh, anxiety. Uh, lay the ga- help lay the groundwork for it, but you also have our modern lives, our modern world, with uh, excessive amounts of environmental toxins, mm. and you have a lot of lousy foods out there <laughs> that uh, really add to the toxins that animals have. Um, there's there's so many preservatives and um, you know other chemicals in in dog foods that besides as we know, causing cancer and, and other diseases, they do uh, wreak havoc on their emotions. Plus, you have a lot of veterinarians who uh, over-vaccinate animals. You have uh, chemical side effects from, from uh, drugs. And, um, you know, people are using flea and tick and um, mosquito repellents that are toxic. So, you know, it's, it's just beautiful that we have a, a nice, pure, and um, uh, life-giving um, herb uh, in, in uh, cannabis that, that can help to moderate all of that um, mess <laughs> that our pets are exposed to and, and the, you know, the, the effects that it's causing them. Oh, man. Yeah, d- definitely um, pet food, out of all foods, I think, are some of the worst quality and it's very unfortunate that we as pet owners tend to be subjected to what we can afford and um, many of us are let me say this when I was a pet owner when when Barkley was alive he got fed the best stuff and that wasn't in the first portion of his life. I used to feed him, I think, Nature's Choice or something until a friend of mine was like, what are you doing? 
I actually saw him feeding what I stopped feeding years later, but blue buffalo. And literally overnight, his coat changed. It got softer. And then later on, I started feeding him, when I moved to Colorado, uh, a raw diet. And um, he, he was incredibly healthy. And, of course, I changed his water. I was giving him the same water that I'm drinking, which I traveled to the mountains for. And I just saw him. He was always happy, though... I just saw him, his health get better. He even lost weight, and he wasn't ever fat, though. He, he, he was bigger. And um, I know that many animal foods have these crude proteins and these crude fats, and generally that's a low-grade diet, especially it's already given out to the humans, and then they, they give you know the excess stuff to animals, which there's a lot of. And more often than not, these animals aren't being well care of or given healthy nutrients. And especially with GMOs being around now, you know, if, if I eat something that has pesticides in it, I'm going to get depressed later. I might even get sick down the road. And so I know that I have to shop differently so that it keeps me strong. I know that if I have something with sugar in it, I'm, my mood is going to change. I'm going to want more of it. And I'm going to be easily triggered to get anxiety as well as just frustration and the same thing goes for any one of us especially our animals and especially giving table food and people not necessarily training dogs in a way where dogs would be living in their pack life their pack mentality the same way um where many of us don't aren't training our dogs right and so we have a stressful household we're yelling at our dogs we're putting them uh, away when people come over because we haven't trained them right and of course this harms the animal just the same they get stressed out and we end up with a ball of stress in our home that we have to consistently deal with because we're not a addressing the root cause which at you know down the road there could be many ingredients to that recipe though a happy puppy is is a you know, yeah, you tend to have a happier home and you don't have to yell as much. In fact, I realized I didn't even have to yell at all. I was able to talk to my dog in different tones and I didn't have to scream anymore. And cannabis definitely helped us, helped him be happier and have less anxiety because when I left, he was anxious and, you know, sometimes around other animals, he was anxious. So, uh, you know, you were just talking about uh, my favorite subject nutrition. I, in fact, uh, am not just a veterinarian, I'm also an, a, a pet food formulator. I make my own food called Dr. B's Longevity, and um, it, it uh, keeps all those, those principles that you just mentioned in mind. Um, and one of the things that I love to do with, with pet foods, in fact, this particular pet food has medicinal mushrooms and lycopenes and uh, garlic. Uh, it's meant to help prevent all the dastardly things through the IC as a veterinarian, these autoimmune diseases and cancer, etc. Um, that's the aim. So, you know, I've, I've fantasized about making a food with, with CBD oil. Uh, that would um, uh, make it very... Um, Oh, maybe expensive or maybe not appropriate for every animal. Uh, although when you think about it, every animal could certainly benefit from using um, CBD. So, um, 
lot of lot of good thoughts there, and uh, nutrition is everything. It helps prevent problems. Uh, one thing that you didn't mention is that cooking food um, makes it less digestible, sure. and uh, you know renders it not as good as what animals would normally eat. And they'll catch their prey and just eat it. Of course, they'll eat the fur also, and um, uh, so we have to. I guess we could put fur in the food, but uh, <laughs> people wouldn't buy it then. So instead, we put fiber in the form of uh, vegetables, mm. and that's um, that's really important. But uh, yeah, all those good principles are really important for dogs and cats. There is a reason why I decided to go with the raw diet, and when I found out that my local meat market, Sam's Meat Market, um, had dog food it was just you know the meat and the bone ground up and together in pounds and uh cartilage all that good stuff and um you know they have scraps they had stuff that they weren't always going to be able to sell and so make dog food and the stuff is good and you know i'd also excuse me i'd also buy a chicken and after i um gave Barkley the the meat I'd make bone broth and I'd put a bunch of celery and good stuff in there and every every meal I'd give him a little bit of the broth with his food and he loved it you know and um when he didn't get his vegetables he he cried you know he couldn't get just meat all the time and that I don't even think that that's necessarily uh the right diet though I'm not a veterinarian and so you know we have you on the phone perhaps uh you can tell us, you're talking about how Dr. B's Longevity Pet Food has medicinal mushrooms in it. That's incredible. We actually uh, are working with that, too, and um, we'll get into that on another episode. Though, I'm, I'm just, I commend you for taking initiative and being a leader, you know, responding to your ability to contribute your, what you love to our world. You know, I always say there's only one you. No one else is going to love the way you love what you love. And now, you know, that's your magic. And so you're sharing your magic with our world. And people, you know, dogs are benefiting. When you were recommended to me, it, you were, there was nobody else. It was, you have to know Dr. B. You guys, you know, are paying attention to some of the th same things. And to me, that means that we can help protect life. So it's imperative and so, you know, I'm just so blessed that we're here talking today and that we're doing work. And the fact that you guys, you know, your office carries Gorilla Healer Oil, is it's an honor. And, um, you know, obviously this isn't about promoting any specific brand, though, you know, have you, have you guys tried other different kinds of oils? Uh, sure. And in not just an oral form, but also in a transdermal form, uh, I'm... I don't know. I've, I have in my practice about six different forms, but Gorilla Healer is the only one I've been selling in the last uh, few months because I'm very pleased with the results. I see it in the patients. I get the phone calls back. Um, people are very satisfied. It's, it's easy to give. Uh, once you um, applied the the uh, um, graduations to the eyedropper 
so that you could tell how much you were giving, that helped. Although I've, re- I've learned that the 60 milligram per milliliter form, basically it's one drop per milligram, or one milligram per drop, and the 30 is, of course, one milligram for two drops, and the, 60, and the 10 milligram is um, six drops per, uh, per milliliter. It depends on the size of the animal. Sometimes I'll use the gradations on the eyedropper, and sometimes I'll go by drops. Sure. Uh, as to telling people how to use it. Mm-hmm. The newer um, um, guidelines that came out in, I guess it was October, or at least they came out from, from my point of view, from listening to lectures, was uh, we're basically using one milligram up to two milligrams per kilogram of body weight uh, for most applications. And they were talking about eight milligrams per kilogram for cancer. So, um, you know, these things are in flux. People really uh, are still trying to figure out the the ultimate best uh, um, dosage for things. But um, we're all learning, and it's uh, it's just, as we say, a, 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 a blessing to have CBD oil, and I feel it's a blessing to have Gorilla Healer because I like your form uh, the best so far. Well, thank God <laughs> that we have, you know, options, safe options, safe access. And, you know, I, you know, I guess we have, you know, a lot to thank in terms of I don't always say this because I think that you know, while legalization has been happening, you know, for, I, I think has been being held off at least since this, you know, 2012 on um, has been uh, for tax purposes and making money and how, how much money states are making and states and other states are saying, oh, my God, we have to do this, you know. And, you know, I, I know plenty of people and animals that wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for cannabis specifically and you know so with that we do have some of the lawmakers to thank for for making this freedom accessible to us right now and you know obviously we only have one cannabinoid that we're allowed to work with at this point though there are many and thc is not the enemy it's definitely necessary in many applications for many reasons and you know i think that it's safer than table salt you know and um you can quote me on that. More effective, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, actually, uh, you can't live without table salt. So maybe we should uh, keep working on that uh, analogy. I, I think that cannabis, you know, it, it may be an essential nutrient. Not everybody needs more salt than others, and some people don't have deficiencies. And obviously, we're going to need some elements that we don't make. Um, we do have endogenous cannabinoids, though when we are deficient, we need to supplement with cannabinoids. And... Thank God that we have them. And so having, you know, an obstructed access to something that our body is asking for, I think it can be called torture. And uh, I think that since cannabis is safer than table salt, that it should be able to be grown like a tomato. And why is cannabis ta- safer than table salt? Because you can have way more cannabis than you can have salt. And what I mean by that is every single restaurant and every single place in our country that has salt on the table, if you drink the whole, eat the whole bottle of it, you're going to get very sick, if not die. If you ever known anybody who said that they OD'd on cannabis, 
in terms of having a medical effect that their body had detriment to it other than having an uncomfortable experience. I have yet to hear that and I've been around it for a long time. And definitely things that are legal are way more dangerous. And so with that, Farms Not Farms literally just focuses on natural substances that we are sharing information about. So we're not against things. Dr. B is a doctor. I'm sure you can attest that there are certain pharmaceuticals that have been necessary in, in, people's, in, in animals and people's regimens. And uh, perhaps at the same time, there's uh, holistic approaches with natural, natural forms of uh, things that exist we can use to help ourselves that we don't have to commit to an option that has potentially harmful side effects. Well, one of the things I love about holistic medicine is the access to so many um, medicinal herbs that are kept intact. So when you leave them intact the way you're doing, uh, and you're not just um, pulling out the, quote, active ingredient, you are really encouraging much better health and much less chance of side effects. The only side effect I've seen with CBD is a sleepy dog. <laughs> so, and I, you know, really, not, it's, it's benign in that uh, way, I, I feel, but, um, and, it, and it's just so effective. So um, it, it's, um, it's very kind to the animals. And by having all of the chemicals of the plant still intact, you are allowing, uh, if, if let's say a lot of these plants, you take out the, the uh, quote active ingredient and remove the rest, um, you are encouraging side effects. But by keeping the whole plant together, you actually have tempering um, chemicals in the plant that will not allow side effects or tend not to ever have side effects. So it's, it's really uh, a wonderful thing, herbology. And uh, the CBT that uh, Gorilla Healer is making is, is perfect that way. I, I really appreciate that. Let me ask you a question. So you've been, you've been in this practice for how long? I've been a veterinarian since 1980, so I've been uh, 39 years. 39 years. Now that you have the ability to work with cannabis, with CBD, mm-hmm. are you seeing a significant difference in your practice, in, in the patients? Oh, my God. It's, it's really helped uh, everybody in veterinary medicine. It's, it's a tool that we didn't have. It's like... Uh, Gee, I couldn't, uh, you know, turn that screw before until they, they, you know, uh, invented the screwdriver that would do that. It it really is a new tool that that helps us do things we couldn't do nearly as well. And so, uh, yeah, it's changed my practice. It's changed everybody's practice very definitely. That's amazing. So the patients that you have started with, You know, I imagine that you've been seeing many of these patients for their whole lives. And, you know, obviously they're all different ages, though, as you have started to apply this oil to your patients, are you getting different like new feedback from them coming 
back and are, are they are patients perhaps coming back less often or are they coming back happier when they come back or what kind of feedback do you get more often than not from from the parents of these pets <laughs> Well, again, uh, it's that anxiety issue. Uh, they don't have to keep coming back for that. <laughs> so much of medicine is not a science, but rather an art. And uh, you try one thing, it doesn't work. You try another thing, it doesn't work. You know, you finally hit on something that works. Well, with CBD, it, it's a lot nicer in that you know it's going to work. And it doesn't doesn't not work in, in, in any patient but sometimes you have to uh, tighter the, uh, the amount. You have to increase or decrease the, the dosage for that particular animal. But it seems to always work. Um, I also find that it's good at all ages, which mm. was not something I expected. And, um, of course, uh, anxiety is at all ages. Uh, we use it for other things, as I mentioned before, but anxiety is probably one of the, or the main um, unique benefit of CBD. <clears throat> and we see that. I, I had just this morning a dog that was, he's, um, well, he's 14 weeks old now, but he's been very jittery and very, uh, his experience being kept in a in a small cage and, you know, raised improperly uh, and then being finally being rescued by nice people, uh, this dog is really not, um, uh, you know, just doesn't trust anybody. He's real suspicious of everybody who's not his owner. And with the CBD, they have a new dog now. <laughs> it's really changed this dog um, because, um, you know, now he's much nicer but uh, since about eight weeks old when they got him, he was a biting dog. Can you imagine this, a, a really young puppy being that, uh, no, it wasn't a ten, eight weeks old, it was 10 weeks old, that he uh, has been biting since, you know, since then. And now that he's only about four weeks later, he's a lot, um, a lot more manageable and delightful to be around. That's great. I'm and, and, you know, it's not just the owners that, are been, that have a better quality of life. It's the, the pet himself. Yeah, I bet he's what happier. pet wants to live in his skin uh, being that um, uh, fractious and, and uncomfortable with the world? Mm. It's true. Our quality of life, our life experience is everything. And, you know, when we love something dearly and truly, we care and we want it to be happy. And that's not always the case with our animals. Some people have a lot of animals, and you might love every single one of them, but you're doing everything that you can. You know, you're giving them a better life than what they had, and you know, you, you don't, you're not rich, you can't give them the world, and there's, you know, it, you have to be realistic. So, in that case, what can we do to kind of prevent some of these issues? Well, of course, many of us have a pet as a luxury. So I don't want to get too into that whole talk about animals and, and our lives, though I do want to address any one of us who needs an option. And, you know, that CBD is a safe option and many people are afraid to use it for ourselves and many people are afraid to use it for our animals 
And so we have a veterinarian here who is talking about how he uses it in his practice for puppies all the way up to, you said, all ages, correct? All ages. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's my experience as well. And it's not only safe, it's actually necessary in some cases. And I think that it's a beautiful thing that we're able to even talk about this. Some countries you cannot. Actually, my YouTube is blocked in Russia. <laughs> that's not a joke. I'm actually afraid to travel there now, you know. Uh, when the Russian government emails you and tells you that you're blocked, and you know that that, that that's a lot. A lot. Um, and really, I just have a cannabis oil. How to make cannabis oil in seven easy steps. And we had a Russian translator do it. We have a Spanish version, a bilingual version, and now a Russian version. And after it got forty thousand views in like a month, it, it got looked at. And then my YouTube page got shut down a little while after that. So, you know, I think that. The fact that we're Actually, able to... that's a badge of honor, Reverend. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. You know, I'm still here trucking. And uh, I think that with breath comes the opportunity to protect life and to enjoy life. And so I'm going to use my breath to speak my prayers and to share love and to spread what I learned that helps me feel love and happiness. And I think every story of any life form that gets saved or finds relief or doesn't have to suffer another moment is what I, you know, what I want to cultivate. And so really thank you for your considerations and for your, your contribution to our world. I do want to talk about, you said you, you were talking earlier about dosing. I find that, you know, of course, trial and error is key. You said that medicine is not a science, it's an art. And I could say the same thing for supplements. You know, obviously, in terms of the FDA is concerned, I'm selling supplements. So, or providing or taking, you know, anything that is not being prescribable in terms of FDA approved has to be called a supplement. Your, your essential oils, it basically has to be called a supplement. They're not, a, doTERRA can't tell you what peppermint is going to do for you. No longer, you know. And you can learn about it somewhere else, though. And so I think that this show is a testament to freedom of information and and it's a platform for safe access to information and i'm i'm blessed to work with greenlight radio who's a pirate radio station at 93.1 fm boulder because they inspired me to rekindle this and to to do this show and shout outs to violet recordings in boulder who has incredible studio and they also hooked this up and you know we're What's a pirate radio? What's, 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 some, what's a guerrilla healer? It's just basically anybody who is in an unconventional situation that, that, that spreads that healing, or pirate radio is that spreads that information. And there's times, especially throughout history and now throughout the world and even places in our country where you will be tossed in a prison or even killed for being caught with even a, a morsel of this plant. And we're here talking about how it's saving lives and helping relieve suffering and every single life form it doesn't matter what it is where it is or where it's from wants to get out of pain when it's in pain immediately and so that's that's what Gorilla Healer is all about it's just helping and uh, so anybody who, who does help you know thank you and in terms of dosing obviously we'll come back to that real quick everybody's different trial and error is key and I find that Two twins with the same issue couldn't need a different treatment. 
I find that a Dachshund could take more than a St. Bernard. Not to say that everyone will, and most may not, though everyone's different. It's an individual thing. The one thing that is nice, though, is that there are no breeds that have problems with it. A lot of other, um, even herbs, but especially um, drugs, uh, there are some breeds that you can't use it with. That's not the case with CBD. Mm. I have never heard of any breed that has a problem with it. I haven't even considered that question. Thank you for addressing that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's important to know what you can use it on and what you can't. You know, there are some incredible medications I use, but I can uh, if I use it on a parakeet, I, I can't do it internally. If I use sure. it on a uh, you know, there's certain oils that you, on a cat, you can only put in the air, but you can't touch their bodies with it. There's, um, there's certain medications that you can't use around turtles because they will uh, pass away from it. So, yeah, CBD is, uh, doesn't have any of those problems. For sure, yeah. Spe- Species-wise, I definitely um, agree with that. I guess I would, considering you know, just breed-wise within dogs, whether or not that's, I guess some breeds are more susceptible to other, to uh, things than other breeds. So that's just fascinating as well. And yeah, I was speaking to an exotic pet store owner and she said that somebody gave their bird some oil and it killed it. And I, I don't know what kind of oil they gave their bird. Um, I could only imagine it had too much THC in it, which probably just gave it a heart attack. Um, if it got too... You know, I know that rabbits can get stressed and, and die, have a heart attack without anything happening to it. Uh, perhaps the same in birds. Um, I, I don't know if you said that you may, mainly see cats and dogs. Have you heard any experiences with uh, CBD being used with birds? I have not. Okay. Um, how about any other uh, animals other than cats and dogs? Have you heard about any interactions or, or, or any experiences? Well, sure. In, in all mammals, I've heard of it. And I'm sure it's, it's uh, effective with birds, but I, I just haven't uh, delved into that yet. Uh, and in fact, that is something I'm going to do right after this phone call, after <laughs> this uh, radio program, because... There are a lot of birds that have feather plucking problems, mm. and, or, or feather picking, they call it, and uh, that is all stress. Yeah. So, my God, that totally makes sense to, to use it in birds. Um, and um, I'll report back to you. <laughs> what Great. I find. Look at that evolution. <laughs> Enlightenment <laughs> for evolution in its truest form. Yep. Um, so hey, we all learn from each other. Thank God we can. Um, hey, Doctor B, is there anything that you feel our listeners should know? And when it comes to cannabis and animals and anything that that you know, maybe there's things that you tell everyone. Maybe there's things that you wish you could tell everyone. Um, just I think what I said in the beginning that uh, stress and anxiety, you know, think, emotional imbalances in general, if you can handle that way in the beginning of a, an animal's discomfort in that way, uh, you can often prevent diseases. 
uh, just remember that. That's uh, for veterinarians, for pet owners, that uh, CBD can be used to correct emotional imbalances that would otherwise go on to cause diseases. So, gosh, I, I think that's the most important message uh, that I could share. Thank you. Really, you know, I, I find the same with, with Gorilla Healer and, and people, animals, dogs, cats, horses, or any, anything, obviously, like, just like you're saying, you know, our, our life experience equals our quality of life in a sense where our happiness affects our level of stress and our level of stress affects ourselves and our happiness affects ourselves and we're either at ease or at a dis-ease and how we register information is important. How we breathe is important. If I'm panicked, if I'm stressed, I have a short breath. If I'm calm, I have a long, drawn, deep breath. And so I've learned, and I'm learning more about it, that it's important for me to breathe deep and to be mindful of my breath and breathe through my nose and, you know, even how I talk, even the words that I say. And these things also affect the animals in my home and the level of, you know, the atmosphere. If is, is it a serene environment? Is it a stressful environment? Are my pets happy? Am, am I happy? And what do I need to do to, help, to get to the root of the solution if I find that there's an, a need for optimization in any of these areas? You know, perhaps I can just start with love and giving more love to myself. And then I might find a loving solution, especially with what I'm responsible for, especially if it's an animal who is depending on us literally for life and looks to us for everything or an animal that is completely independent, though we still have to provide for because we chose to. And I commend every one of you who treat another life form like you want to be treated. And, you know, take your dog for a walk. You both need it. And uh, maybe a few times a day. I know a lot of people think about taking my dog for a walk. Well, imagine if your dog got to go out a few times a day. Would it be happier in the house? Would you be happier? And... The answer is yes. And uh, we're all worth it. Life is worth protecting. And so when we invest in that, it doesn't matter if I die with a million dollars. It matters if I live rich and rich in love, rich in happiness, rich in nutrition, rich in hydration, and taking care of each other. And so thank you. Thank you, Dr. B, for coming on the show and uh, for doing all your work in our world and, and uh with Holistic Pet Care over there in New Jersey. And uh, thank you to Zen Pets for, for recommending Dr. B. And uh, also shout out to Sleepy Dog Training out there and uh, every, every, everyone else who uh, cares for animals, really. We love you and we thank you. Thank you, Dr. B. Thank you, Brent. Love your points of view. Take care. <laughs> thank you. You too. Bye. 
You've been listening to Farms Not Farms Radio on 93.1 FM Boulder, greenlightradio.com. This is a pirate radio broadcast. Subscribe to the Farms Not Farms podcast on iTunes. Deep breath. And I'm out.